Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, we are recorded live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow, that's kind of an old familiar jingle. I'll tell you what, that's Glenn's favorite jingle, isn't it, Glenn? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> doesn't it make your it makes your headache worse, doesn't it? No, I'm not just kidding. We love TalkShoe, folks. TalkShoe has saved our life many, many, many times. And as I've always said before, we started out on TalkShoe many, many years ago. And uh, we had some great success over here, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of shits and giggles over here, and uh, we've learned a lot about radio. Uh, My first show, I'll never forget it, as long as I live, I I interviewed Wolfman from um, Wolfman Radio. Um, I can't remember his, uh, can't remember his network, but... uh, UDTV in California, Florida, yeah, 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 the Wolfman, and uh, that was my first show, and we thought we were so famous, so God, we thought we were something (laughs) else, man, had that first big show going. Got my co-host on, Mr. Glenn Sutphin, and we've got Jim Cobb on tonight. How you doing, Jim? Real good. How about you guys? Uh, we're we're hanging in there, man. It's hot, hot, hot here in the Northwest over here by the Pacific Ocean. It's uh, it's burning up over here, which is very unusual, kind of for this kind of even for this type of year. It's uh, it's really hot. What about where you are? Well, it's been like that here, but uh, I believe yesterday afternoon we got a fairly short but uh, severe storm through and. It's cooled off. I didn't even need to run a fan today. Wow, lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah, it's, lucky. It's it's been up yeah, in the high. It's been up in the high 90s here and um we're doing okay though. It gets nice and cool at night, kind of like in the desert in some locales around the world. It gets really nice and cold at night, so uh, it's kind of odd. Some people aren't used to that cold at night and uh hot 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 during the day. And then so we we cool the house off all night, and then we let it uh, just simmer during the day. These walls are so damned wonderfully insulated, we can hold that cold air in all day without turning on an air conditioner, which we do not have anyway, so it wouldn't do any good to try to turn it on. Uh, Glenn there, you've got air conditioners uh, with you, which helps, yeah, right? A little bit. It wasn't too bad today. Today was supposed to be the coolest day, so we had a little bit of a break, but it's been in the mid to upper 90s all for the past two weeks, and it has been triple digit some of those days. So, yeah. Damn, you know, I didn't want to get off on a bad foot again tonight. Seems like we've always got bad news, but (laughs) damn, it's like everybody's wanting to kill themselves today. It's like damn what's going on i went to mental health today i went to a couple of board meetings today and it's like i met with like three or four different people 
wanting to commit suicide. And then I get home and I've got like seven PMs going off, people wanting to commit suicide. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? No, I don't want to commit suicide. I just want to get through the heat. (laughs) (laughs) What in the hell is going on, Jim? I don't believe that the uh, fluoride that they're putting in the water and the GMOs in the food is finally starting to take effect. Yeah, it must be. It it literally must be. I'm noticing a trend all the way through my threads on Facebook, and of course we have like 18 other platforms. Um, I'm noticing a trend of people wanting to commit Harry Carey, wanting to end their life, uh, just thinking that it's all over and time to give up, and uh, just a trend, you know, running through the culture. Uh, it's really scary. Um, hell, what am I talking about? I was that way. I was that way. What, Glenn? Three weeks ago, I was yeah. on the suicide yeah, like list. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, you know, it could be the fluoride. It could be the meds that everybody's on. It could be the five G that they're pumping out. Yeah, and it's also it's the heat and everything else that they're fucking with right now. So, yeah, I was on the... a lot of things. Plus. Plus, the human animal is just messed up, so. The human animal well, is messed up. Go ahead, Jim. This is this is like we were talking last night. This has been going on uh, pretty much throughout human existence of having one group, one person wanting to basically be over everyone else (laughs) you know in 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 the u.s 1700s is when it started so you know it's been going on since then and and they've gotten very good at what they're doing well it actually started in the 1600s and maybe even prior to that but yeah you're right it's uh there's always been a group of people wanting to rule um everyone uh, we look go back to colonialism, go back to the Bank of England, go back to the birth certificate when it was created and the United States went bankrupt and go back to the French Revolution and go back to Marxism whenever Marx was so popular and having all of his Communist Manifesto publications uh, put out in so many different countries and the proletariat was winning and then the proletariat was losing and their Burgoyce were on the move, and yeah, it's all. There's always been that, and there always will be that uh, that that segment of the population that wants to lead. I'm a leader. I want to lead. I'm a leader. I've led. I've always been a leader. Always. I can't remember when I wasn't leading the pack. I can't remember a day when I was a follower. I can't remember that day. Uh, so yeah, um, and I had my opportunity to be in the new world order. I had my opportunity to be with the rich and the famous. I had my opportunity to hold a position, and um, it just didn't work out that way. I didn't. I didn't end up that way. I took a right instead of a left, yeah. and um, I didn't end up in that in that position. Um, I think. I think I had a weak turnaround on whether I was or wasn't, and um, I made the decision not to. Um, I was getting ready to put a million dollars in the bank and then they were getting ready to deposit $1 billion in the bank with the group I was running with. 
as soon as a ship pulled out of port into international waters, they were going to bank a billion. And we were going to buy a couple of Hueys, and we were going to buy a television studio. We'd already looked at it and ready for purchase. And we were getting ready to take over Telemundo Television, uh, the Mexican channel. And um, so I've ran with all the rich and famous, and I know how they operate. And uh, you're so right. Um, And that's the way it's always going to be. Uh, You know, I talk to people every day that think it's getting ready to change. The new age still thinks it's getting ready to change over, and we're all going to be holding hands, and the mothership's going to come down and save all of us, and we're going to be singing around the campfire together, rubbing footsies and patty cakes and and you know that's that's just not the way that's just not the real world that's not what's going to happen tell me something there's there's something ever since i was small i've always i've always felt like something wasn't right <laughs> i never i could never put my foot on it you know my finger on it but i it's just inside me. I I could always tell that things weren't the way it was supposed to be. Do did you guys ever ever have that same feeling? Well, you need to talk to the guy at the Ohms Institute. <laughs> um, you need to talk to the doctor at the Ohms Institute. They feel the same way. They uh they believe in two realities that were running parallel with each other and um that we're unable to see our true essence. We're able to see the manifestation of the essence, but not the essence itself. And uh, we're separated from that essence, and we're put in sort of a cage, in a kind of a uh, physical cage, biological cage, if you will. And we're unable to see that other side. Glenn's talked about that missing gene. Uh, Glenn's talked about the DNA and the strand and the helix and um we've we've talked about alien intervention with the dna and uh, all of these other things so yeah there's definitely something weird going on and we're not going to figure out what it is in this lifetime and we're probably not going to figure it out when we die we're probably just going to be really good and dead and thank you for that god whoever you are uh thank you for total eternal peace and infinity um i don't want to come back again i don't want to be reincarnated i don't want to be born again into some kind of heavenly existence i just want to be dead and i talk to god about this all the time god and i have a serious discussion about this almost every night um i just don't want to be reincarnated or reanimated in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Do any of you? Well, I have... I look at it like this. This body that my spirit and my soul are in right now is a vessel. It's where I live. Until it's time for me to move on. I'm beyond. Uh, I'm I'm beyond that. I know where you're going with that, and I'm I'm beyond that. I'm beyond that. I I got over that uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I don't believe in a soul, and I don't believe in a spirit. Uh, that's I think that's just silliness, foolishness. 
Um, I believe we are physical beings, even if we are inside a computer simulation. I believe we are physical beings and that we cannot be reanimated. We will not be reanimated uh, into any other body or any other form or shape. When you're dead, you're dead. This is something that people just can't grasp. They just don't want to grasp the fact that when you're dead, you're dead. They want to somehow have this eternal life and this eternal existence into infinity. And I, I see that as some kind of torture. I see that as some kind of hell, psychological hell. I just couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't bear to think that I would be conscious in any way, shape, form, or fashion anywhere. And then they say, well, you won't know about it. Well, hell, if I don't know about it, then I don't care about it. Yeah, but you still, it still happens, and you go to, a, I, I think you return to a consciousness is really what I think. <clears throat> there is, God is consciousness, you know, and you return I, to this. I, this I, we are all are experiencing the same thing in different ways, and then when we die, we go back to consciousness. And we well, don't you're saying care you're, you're saying you're saying right, 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 right. You're saying out of space and time as we know it. We yes, we cease we cease to stuck exist in, in space time as we know it. We're stuck you, in this computer that simulation. Unity, I'm do what do what Jim back to unity. Back well unity whatever whatever unity I, I even stay away from the word unity, but yeah, I got you. I'm going with you on it. I, I even stay away oh, from the word unity. The unity even calls for some kind of eternal something. The word unity calls for some kind of eternal something with the master, with the source, with Jesus, with the deity, with God, with Elohim, with uh Yeshua. Um I just say when you're dead, you're dead. And I say we've got to make the best of it while we're here. We've got to really speed things up. We've got to really get things done. We've got to shit and get. We don't have a lot of time to screw around here. And we are screwing around a lot, all of us, each and every one of us, including Glenn and you and myself and Mary. We're screwing around a lot. Uh, we're not in any big hurry to fix things. And... Um, this is just a part of the culture. There again, it's a part of our experience. It's a part of our programming. It's a part of our indoctrination for us to not get in any big hurry. Plus, you listen to Glenn's uh, sermons about, um, you know, the indoctrination and programming has brought us to this point mm -hmm. where we're so dead and we're so asleep at the wheel and we're sheeple people, the massive passive we just don't have the passion to get up and overthrow the Burgoyce. We just don't have the passion to overthrow the elite and, and have a revolution. So what are we going to do? We're just going to continue to bend over and take it up the ass. And we're going to just continue to do that until it gets worse and worse and worse. I've got scholars calling for an economic collapse for the last year. They've been saying, we cannot hold this system up anymore. It simply cannot be. We simply cannot continue to prop this system up. Pension funds are going to go broke. Health care is going broke. Education is going broke. Funds are being misappropriated across the board, the House and the Senate, 
all the counties and townships and cities, and uh, monies are being misappropriated, misspent, misused, and our system is corrupt beyond all measure, and here we are on the air talking Tyler, about it tonight. Tyler? What? I don't, think, I don't think any of it's going broke. It's just simply being stolen. Well, no, it's not. They're not physically broke, but they are when you look at it from uh, the perspective of the proletariat, uh, if you look at it from the perspective of the commoner with the pension and the, the IRA, you know, the independent retirement fund and social security, they're being stolen from all of our pension funds and everything else. They're dipping into all of that because they don't want to use their own money. The greedy bastards, the greedy bastards have got billions and hundreds of billions of dollars and they want to reach into the fucking till of the proletariat. Well, they want to get rid of the middle class, I mean, and the poor. That's their whole goal is to eliminate middle class and poor and only the upper rich survive. Exactly. Well, they could just wipe us out. I mean, I'm very surprised. I told Glenn on the air the other night, I was surprised they haven't already wiped out the lower middle and uh, lower class echelon. Very surprised they haven't just went ahead and put some kind of pandemic out or epidemic out or, they or tried. whatever. They, they have tried. I mean, we're, we, we got Zika, we got Ebola, we got Lyme disease, we got all this stuff. Well, they, but, didn't, they didn't work very well, did they? No, they don't. I mean, because then they let them out, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh, we we mis uh, we miscalculated. We didn't think about the X factors. We didn't uh, we didn't take into account that the sun heats the earth up for global warming. We eliminated the sun in our 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 uh, models, and then went, oops. Yeah. So yeah, they don't. They're brilliant, but sometimes they're stupid as hell. And, you know, in their brilliance, they're stupid because they don't take into account. Plus the fact we're talking about how it's broken, everything. It was designed that way. It is yeah, not broken. It's working exactly the way they want it to. Well, our Constitution, their pants. Our, Constitution, our Constitution was written for the elite. Our Constitution was written specifically for the founders that wrote it wasn't written for the common man or woman. No. Our Declaration of Independence is the same. And it so, was written for the new ruling class that came yes. about. And now that same Constitution, which could be used under, under common law and natural law, is trying to be abolished at this point in time as we speak on the air tonight. That Constitution is being abolished. And that uh, Constitution has become just a piece of paper. Uh, especially in rule of law and color of law. And uh, when you go into the maritime court system, uh, they don't even want to hear about the Constitution in the maritime court system. Uh, Not not since since we're classified as enemies of the state. Right, 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 right. You know, basically through, through code statutes and acts, We've ba- we've basically been turned into this indentured servitude, slavery. 
Well, it hasn't changed since the early 1600s, you know, 1500s. Um, it's been the same uh, ever since, and they've just followed through with it, the elites have, and just continued on the same course that they're on, and they've done a very, very good job at what they've done. They've done a very good job. I, I pat them on the back, you know, I give them credence for that. They've done a really good job at fucking everything up and um, keeping the money for themselves. A great job, great job, wonderful job, powerful job. Um, we the people, where are we the people, you know? Uh, there's the question that we ask on this show every night that we're on. We ask, where are the people? What are they doing? And we're out interviewing them. They're not doing anything. They don't even know what's going on. I had a raise of hands today at the board meeting. I asked about 27 questions about the New World Order, and not one person raised their hand. I think I think two people raised their hand on a couple of questions that I asked today at the board meetings. Do you know about? And I went on down the list from chemtrails on, and uh, GMOs and geo, geo weather modification, et cetera, et cetera. And a couple of people in the room raised their hands on a couple of questions. The rest of them sat looking like a bunch of dummies. And these are people that run major organizations in the city, in the county. And they didn't know anything about what's going on in the real world. Did you so, ask them if they cared? They don't. They don't care. All that stuff is null and void in their head. It's, well, uh, let's just say uh, that, worry about. let's just say that they looked very dumbfounded when I got through rattling off all that I had to rattle off on my piece of paper. They, they looked completely dumbfounded and embarrassed and shocked and befuddled well yeah because the system, has, the, language. the system has designed been designed to separate us all whether it be racially religious i mean you can name it and then in the last what uh since title four came out title four yeah by yeah. the families themselves yeah I mean, you know, now everyone's in their own little world. It was designed this way, and it works really good. The only way that anyone's going to wake up is by putting all that hate aside and join together. Well, this is where I put a lot of uh, responsibility on our religious institutions, and we have a lot of wonderful religious institutions out there. We have a lot of wonderful people that professing Christians, you know, professing Christians. We have a lot of wonderful people out there that are just not that smart when it comes to understanding what they need to be understanding, talking about apocalyptic thought, philosophy, talking about revelation, you would think that just reading Revelation would make them want to study the New World Order. You would think you would think that just by taking a good look at Revelation or Daniel or Isaiah that you might want to take a look at the New World Order, but no, of course not. Uh, they're reading the New Testament. They're reading the Psalms, and you know they're reading Song of Solomon. They're reading about romance and morality and principle and all of those kinds of things. They're not thinking about the apocalypse, and if they are, they're going to think that Jesus is going to come back and save everyone, and then the apocalypse is supposed to happen. That's the way Jesus planned it. That's the way God designed it, that the apocalypse is uh, inevitable, 
and it has to happen. So we're just here to fulfill the apocalypse. We're here to fulfill the destiny of the Bible. That's what many fundamentalists believe, you know, religious fundamentalists believe that we're just here to usher in the new world order. Basically, we're here to usher in the new world order and welcome them because that'll bring the apocalypse closer, which will bring Jesus back quicker. Now, isn't that stupid thinking? Well, well it all is. <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, is, I believe most, if not all, of organized religion is a part of the system. Mm-hmm. They well, are being a part of the system. It's the perfect mechanism to make sure that they... People stay sheeple. Clerically, <laughs> clerically, you're correct. Um, Episcopal, uh, epistemologically, you're not correct. I mean, um, clerically, I've you're correct. Before, huh? I've been wrong before. It's okay. Well, a clerical. <laughs> we, we were we were talking about the Catholic That's Church dope. last. We were we were talking about the Catholic Church night before last. And I was talking to Glenn about how we need to stop bashing Catholic people. You know, we need to stop bashing Protestants for worshiping. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's the clerical that we need to worry about. It's the bishops and the cardinals that we need to worry about. It's the upper echelon at Vatican City that we need to worry about with Catholicism. It's not the worshipers, 1.4 billion worshipers, that we need to be mad mad at. It's the upper echelon. And in the Protestant fundamental church, it's the upper echelon that we need to be worried about. Those with the multi-billion dollar churches, mega churches that we need to be worried about that are not spending money on their flock, they're not building new schools, they're not building new hospitals, they're not building new education centers, they're buying $100 million jets. And, and, then, and then preaching the word that a rich man will never get into heaven. <laughs> well, the prosperity message doesn't mean doesn't preach that anymore. We've they've switched over to the prosperity message in a lot of the more new age liberal Protestant churches now. They've they've switched over to what they call the prosperity message, which is telling you if you'll just write me a check, Jim, you know, for a thousand dollars, whether you it doesn't matter if you have it or not in the bank, just write me a check for a thousand dollars and post date it. And you know, I don't care if you've got I don't care if you've got ten thousand dollars left in the bank, Jim. You just write me a check for five thousand of that and you will be blessed by God. God will bless your family, Jim. You just write me that check. God's telling you to right now. Write that check out and send it to me. They're preaching that. They're preaching the prosperity message. Yeah. Give, 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 and give some more to make the church richer and you will become richer in the process. And people are eating it up. People are falling for it right and left. Well, yeah, that it's that way pretty... for many years. Well, uh, well, it's that way all across the board. Seventy-two virgins in heaven. Yeah. Now, now you get their handmaidens as well thrown in for free. You know, yeah. So you can go all on every religion has all the same structure, and I believe it. Like uh, Jim said, it's all part of the same structure. The upper echelon is part of the new world order. It's but, all the same. But how? Mafia. But, 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 but carry it on the, on the string that's connected to the stick 
you hang out over the horse's nose, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But these poor worshippers. Yeah, no, no, I'm not against. I'm not against the the faithful, the masses. I'm against the hierarchy. I know that. I know that. I know that. I'm just. I'm just saying. What about these poor masses? What in the world are we going to do well, about these you, poor masses? If you take out the higher echelon and all that re- ridiculous preaching that they do on the that, that stuff. A lot of that religion will die away because it has to, because all it is is fed by that shit. So well, you prosperity. take it and get back to what, you know, but then there, there again, what's written, how many different versions of the Bible are there? Well, most people are barely able to describe one, so they're not very smart. I mean, if you go, hey, oh, Tyler? what? Like uh, we discussed in your post last night on Facebook, teach the people, teach the kids how to think, not what to think. And the people will figure it out on their own. People are pretty good at figuring things out on their own if left alone long enough. If left alone long enough. All, all yes. of this, all of this has been ingrained by the system, and I mean, I feel good with the fact that at least I've met a fairly large number of people through Facebook that have figured figured at least part of it out, and now they're not putting up with just do it. And just go with the flow and just follow along. So, you know, things that, like what you guys are doing and what others are doing on their own, it's a start, wouldn't you say? No, I wouldn't say that at all. I, I, would, I would totally disagree and say that we've done too little, too late. Uh, the pan's already scarred beyond uh, repair. It can't be washed out now. It has to be thrown away. All we're waiting for now is the collapse. We're not going to be able to have enough education take place or enough reformation take place to overcome what's in place now. Uh, there's no possible way to overcome this. There's no possible way to overthrow this. There's no possible way to eliminate this new world order. It's too well established. Glenn and I were going over the different components of the New World Order the other night, and we were talking about how powerful is the Bank of England, how powerful is Vatican City, how powerful is the United States Incorporated, how powerful is the Trilateral Commission, how powerful is the United Nations and NATO, how powerful is the European Roundtable, just those seven miracle wonders right there that have come together over the years uh, is bigger than a thousand H-bombs that we hit Hiroshima with. I mean, there's or maybe 10,000 Hiroshima bombs. I mean, there's no way to overthrow this system. There is absolutely no way to overthrow this system. Any attempt would be like popcorn fart in the wind. Go out and fart in the wind and let the fart just travel in the wind. There's no way to overthrow this system, period. Now, you ask me, what do we do? 
we have to go with the flow. We have to wait and see. We have to wait and see how much worse it's going to get. We know it's going to get worse. We just don't know exactly what's going to happen next. Uh, guys like Glenn and I in the news business are waiting for another catastrophe. We're waiting for another bomb to go off at some school or another school shooting or some other massacre in the middle of the United States or a dirty bomb to go off that's going to set off martial law where they'll come in and start utilizing the FEMA trains and FEMA camps and the United Nations soldiers will come in and take over the streets of the United States. That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, you mean like New York this fall? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, uh, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna have to be bad. You know, it's gonna have to be bad. A lot of people are going to suffer over the next 10 years. If we keep holding this house of cards up, a lot of people are going to suffer. Like I said earlier with their pensions, their independent retirement accounts are not going to be worth 50% of what they were when they put in on it. Uh, people are going to lose money on the stock market, which they're already doing and have been doing since the early seventies. 80s, 90s, um, there's no repair. There's no repair for this system. You guys can beat me up if you want to. You can beat the hell out of me. I don't care. There's no repair for this system. Something has got to give, and whatever that something is, is going to be big, baby. It's going to be big. The bottom is going to fall out of this son of a bitch one day. It and I mean fall out. I mean fall it out. It has to, but they designed it that way as well. So, and there's nothing to jump to, you know. If there was another system in place that was working, and you could point at it and go, "Well, let's go to Utopiaville because it's you know Utopiaville and it works," that you know, hey, I'd already be there, you know. But there is no Utopiaville, and when no. this thing falls down. You know what's what is it? Where are they going to replace it with the new world order? I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on secession, but uh, Glenn, you may have more experience with secession than I do. But you know, Texas has been trying to secede from the union. California has been trying to secede from the union. They've made so many attempts and failed. They're not going to be able to secede, and even if they could, they hold most of the refugee population, most of the immigrant population in California. I don't know how the hell they would feed themselves if they were cut off from the mainland. Well, California's already proven they can't secede because they go, we're, we don't want any federal help. Uh, could you help us with the dam? Yeah, yeah, We don't yeah, have yeah. enough money to fix the dam. Yeah, um, we got dirty water, dirty water, yeah, no water. Uh, they, but, but, but we're going to break away from the federal government, but we need the federal government's help for that dam. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Everything is dependent upon everything else, and it, you know, it's it's all got to fall down, and we got to go back to living in caves and go. I'm having um, I'm having a lot of fun just watching all of this. My meds are doing great. I got off <laughs> my meds, and um, I'm feeling better about myself. I don't feel like killing myself anymore. I don't feel like dying anymore. That's good. Um, I'm oh, just watching yeah. the. Sh I'm just sitting back watching the show. This is just a big show for me at my age. It's 60 years old. I'm just, it's a big show for me. I well, look enjoy the ride. I mean, that's all it is, is a ride where, you know, I, I can't do anything about it. I'm doing what I can, which is, you know, what I'm talking about now. But I, I'm stuck like the rest of us, and I'm along for the ride. I'm rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. 
As now there's a lot down. of now there are a lot of people out there as we speak who think they've developed utopia. They think they've developed a new republic, and they're putting forth paperwork and they're putting forth efforts and they're writing their own statutes and ordinances and policies and procedures and constitutions. But see, you, you're setting, setting up a new you're setting up a new system. It's going to fail. On the same old system and they're that having, has failed time and time and, again. And they're having infighting already within these systems yeah. I'm talking about. About who's going and to run who's going to be the leader. How many kings do you, does, does one system need? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You've got, all these, you've got all these kings and not, you know, well, you know all the United these chiefs States, up Indians. The United States started out bad with the Board of Governors. That's where we went wrong with the Board of Governors. That's that's the first mistake that, that the colonists made by setting up England, set up a Board of Governors. And that's where we went deathly, deathly wrong. We blew all of our townships up. We took all of our townships and turned them into plots and colonies. And then we turned that into a constitution of its own and then state constitutions and then so forth and so on. And it's just one one rigmarole after another, and uh, then the incorporation of the United States and the bankruptcy and all of that, and then everything became back part of the crown again. Went, you know, it got away from the crown, and then everything went back to the damn crown. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's an illusion. It's a card trick. It's a card trick. It's three card Monty, yeah. <laughs> you know. Away from the crown, and then right back to the crown. <laughs> Made the same dirty yeah. deal with the crown again. And here we are back with Vatican City. Vatican City's running, you know, half the world. The uh, in Council on Foreign Relations is running the other half, and then the Masons are running part of that. And so then you've got the Bank of England, and then you've got Saudi Arabia, and then you've got all this other politics going on with Russia and Syria and China and Asia and Africa. And so it's 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 amazing to look out over this vast landscape and see all of these things transpiring every day. It's exciting if you're on your meds just right, like I am now. <laughs> it's really amazing to get on the Internet and look at all of the different things that are going on around the world and try to put the puzzle together like Glenn does. And, you know, you try to you look at this post and you look at that post and you look at this post and you look at that post and you – you try to slowly Google different things that are inside of those news pieces, and you try to build a case like a homicide detective would. You try to build a case. You try to see behind the scenes. You try to put the story together, and that's what we do here. We, we're intuitive here on, on air. We're, this is all intuitive. What we do is intuitiveness. This is not scripted news. This is intuitiveness from our experience. This is not necessarily from our programming and our indoctrination. This is people that have broken away from programming and indoctrination, and we're working on intuitiveness and discernment. Intuitiveness. Logic and reason. And discernment, logic, and reason. <coughs> and, uh, I agree. That's what alternative radio is really all about at its essence, is having experienced host on. You don't have to be that smart. You don't have to be that intelligent. You just have to be a good researcher, and you have to have a lot of common sense, and you can't be easily impressed. 
you can't be easily impressed with a story, with any story. It doesn't matter what it's about. It doesn't matter who who, it, who came out with it. You can't be that easily impressed with it. You have to look behind the scenes, and you have to wait and have patience and see what's going to happen with that story. And like I said today on Facebook, most everything you see in the news media, mainstream news media, is a diversion from the truth, a diversion from the truth, just like this Russia-Trump deal. Uh, It's a diversion from what's really happening in America with the New World Order. They want you to focus on Russia. They want you to focus on Trump's impeachment. That's just stupid. That's just beyond stupid. Every time I see someone post something like that, I just think, how stupid are you? You stupid idiot. They watch CNN. <laughs> That's how stupid they are. Uh, but, yeah. Well, the mainstream media, that's all there are is the propaganda arm of the New World Order. You know, yeah. any media is the propaganda arm of the New World Order. That's why I refuse to use the title media because I am not. I am press. Well, I don't get all hung up in that, but I see your point. You know, definitions of definitions of words are uh, very important. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't get all hung up in the word media and press. But since I met Glenn, I'm kind of getting on his side with the with the word press and media, how different they are because of the Constitution. If you go out and you watch any event and you're with all the media in the media pit, you will eventually go, no, I'm press. I don't, this, you, you know, where's the press box? Because the media pit sucks because yeah. they're all glamorous. They're all, they're dolling out up and they're staging how they're going to shoot this thing. And, and, they all line up in a line to shoot the same angle, and I'm standing in front of them, shooting them, going, this is what they're doing. Yeah. This is not covering the news. This is making a scene. And I get harassed by DHS because I leave the media pit, and I go out in the public area and film the media. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not media, I'm press. You know, there's a big difference. I don't I take my orders from the DHS. You know, I don't take my orders from the state. If I hey, did, Glenn? I would carry a media badge. Glenn. Yeah. But you you do know you do notice that they all are very impressed with themselves, though, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all they're full of themselves. I mean, they're they're the most arrogant sons of bitches on the planet. And then they tell me, oh, you can't do that. It's like, well, you, you're not affiliated. It's like, I got a lot of affiliations. I just aren't, I'm not state run, you know? And that's the only difference. I don't get money from the government to do what I do. I don't get any money from anybody to do what I do. I'm free. And free, they, they take freelance way, that first part of that, way too seriously. I have, would- I have a... Uh... Uh, a line that I use with people like that, it it really seems to upset them, and I'm not not sure why. It's uh, I just tell them that I've been snobbed by much higher class people than you. Yeah. 
It would be so much better, Glenn, if we had an association of press agents. Um, it would be so much better and so much more accepted and understood oh, yeah. and comprehended and so much better received if we had a base of operations. It wouldn't have to be large. It wouldn't have to be well-funded. Just a base of operations and standard operational procedures with a mission statement and some goals and objectives and uh, maybe some bylaws. And there are organizations out there, which I'm kind of against joining up with people, uh, but there are alternative press associations that exist uh, where you can get a media badge and so forth and so well, on. Well, I, 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 I belong to American International News Service. That's one of them. It's got 88,000 members worldwide. Is that a, is that a corporation? Well, sure um, it is. Not, yeah. Well, Tyler, what you're talking about is, is basically a not... Uh, a non-governmental associated corporation is what. Yeah, you, the proletariat, basically the pro, basically the proletariat run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not state run, uh, not controlled by multinational corporations, but controlled by the working man, the working woman, um, the working kid, even uh, controlled by um, a conglomerate of common people. Uh, for a common purpose of gathering the press and bringing it to a central location or multiple locations to be disseminated and uh, put out via the radio and podcast. That would be a very interesting uh, thing to see happen uh, successfully. Uh, I've, I've looked at a few organizations like that that have had infighting there again. And they've separated and they've divided themselves due to ego problems and everybody wanting to be the chief and nobody wanting to be the Indian. We'll get, oh, we'll get emails for that saying that. You're not allowed to say mm -hmm. that anymore, by the way, chiefs and Indians. Um, but yeah, it would be nice if like Glenn and I could start here now, 2017, we could start a new organization with some new ideas for the future of podcasting and radio and text uh, articles and so forth, websites and so forth. Um, there's always a room for a new kid on the block, a new organization on the block. Uh, when, Glenn, when Glenn mentioned his organization, I just kind of wanted to go and throw up because I don't know his organization. I'm not really impressed with it. And I'm sure the police aren't impressed with it, and I'm sure the me mainstream media is not impressed with it. No, sure I'm, with it. they are. I mean, I got into, I get behind the lines on a lot of things out of out of Richmond. Like I said, I go up and I'm on C-SPAN. I can, uh, you know, they take me seriously everywhere but Richmond, Virginia. Well, is that just because of what I'm always talking about, which is props? We wear our stethoscopes. We don't get a ticket. Is that just because, I mean, my media badge pulls a lot of weight around here, and I don't even belong to a national No, it's because of, of all the shit that I've been through, and they know me. It's like if I go, if I leave Richmond and go up to Ch Charlottesville, I, I'm, I'll be treated like a god. 
So, no, it's just because of that's the way it is around here because they get to know you and you start being vocal and you get noticed. And once you get noticed, you get on the DHS list and they mess with you and then you get no respect. It well, doesn't not- matter how, what you look like. It doesn't matter the minute that, you, oh, you're Glenn Sutton. Okay. That's not really what I was asking you, but I was like, if if Alex Jones walked onto the scene, everybody would take notice, you know. And Alex yes. would, I, you know. Okay, look, I'll, I'll put out the video again of me on uh, Infowars in the background, and it shows you the dynamic of how they treat me and how they treat Infowars. Yes, yeah, there's a big dynamic, and I'm dressed that I have a a vest on. It says press. I'm doing the same thing that Infowars is. And they go, you're not allowed. Why? I'm press. They're media. That's what I'm why saying. You're not, not Alex Jones. You're not Alex Jones. That's yeah, why. I'm not Alex Jones. I don't have money. I'm not. You're not you know, a celebrity. Not, you're not a yeah, celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. Okay. I don't ever want to be a celebrity. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. You you need to be respected to get the right story. You need to find a way to be respected. Uh, and if that means starting a new organization that's affiliated with other organizations that are respected, then that's what it takes. Then that's what maybe someone should do. Uh, maybe you've scarred yourself by running with a uh, little man over there. And, uh, maybe you've, uh, uh, uh you know, no, it, uh, okay. I'll, 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 I would accept that, accept that. I knew Steve Drew for seven years before I knew Chris Dorsey. So if it was just Chris Dorsey that got me in in Dutch with the police, I might accept that. But for, for seven years before I knew Chris Dorsey, I was putting up with the police harassing me and doing all the other shit that they did to me. So no, it's not just Chris Dorsey. It is the fucking police force. It is the the front line here, the DHS, I have them on tape, me talking to them in the press pit. And they tell me I have to move along because all my equipment is blocking the, the sidewalk. The media has tripods. The media has trucks out there. They have civilians walking out in the street around the media. Me standing there with my camera in my hand is blocking traffic. Meanwhile, the DHS is standing there blocking traffic as well. Well, now Uh, listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, listen to this. There is a psychological component to this, a PSYOP component to this. And that component is if you're considered a citizen journalist, you're going to be disrespected. If you're not considered a mainstream journalist, if you don't look like a mainstream journalist, if you don't walk like a mainstream journalist, if you don't talk like a mainstream journalist, you're going to be disrespected. So that's my point here is you probably look like and I don't know how you have your hair cut. I'm not I'm not discriminating against people with long hair or beards, but you it's the way you carry yourself and it's who you're affiliated with as to whether you're accepted or not by the police and by other people in the establishment. If you're just a lone wolf with a camera and you look you look like a citizen journalist, you're going to take heat. You're going to take heat. Okay? 
Oh, I accept that. That, that is true. But at the same time, um, I guess I look I look at it, Glenn, as whatever you've done, if you've pissed off the system, you must have done something right. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, because otherwise they wouldn't even look at you. Well, Glenn tends to go where I do, where you're not supposed to go. I mean, if you go where you're, if you go where you're supposed to go, you're not doing the right thing. Journal, right. any good journal, any good journalist knows not to go where you're supposed to go. Yeah, if they tell you not to go there, that's the first place. That's you the first place you want to go is where they tell you not to go. Exactly. Don't go there. Okay, I'm here. Why that's not? That's hard to do. That's hard to do. That's hard to get by with. That's that's well, pushing because the they want sheeple. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pushing. That's pushing the envelope. That's pushing the envelope to be a good journalist like that, and you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting yourself in jeopardy. You're putting yourself in liability to get the good stories like Glenn does, and you're putting yourself in a situation where you may go to jail, or you may be fined, or worse, or worse. Or get beat up and have your camera taken away from you, or you're all all or of your shot around here. They'll shoot you. Yes, yep. they will shoot you on sight. Then go. Oh, he had a he had a weapon. Oh, it was his camera. Sorry, you're dead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they make well, the news all the time. Yeah. I'm glad that we have clarified some of these things that we've been talking about. We haven't just been running our mouths off. We've been clarifying each and everything we've talked about, and we've been breaking it down for everyone who's listening to be able to understand a little bit better about what it's like to be a journalist or to be a press agent or to be with the media uh, trying to gather a story out in the field. It's a very dangerous situation. It's becoming more dangerous every day to be a journalist. It's becoming more dangerous every day to film the police. Uh, we just got body cameras here in the Northwest, our police did, and they're going to be rolling them out over the next couple of months. And they're already having problems with distance. And are you interfering with a police scene? And how far back should you be? And so forth and so on. And, you know, I told them at the board meeting today you're you 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 you're you be back as far as they tell you to be back that's how far you be back if it's two blocks then it's two blocks if you're interfering with their scene two blocks away then you stay two blocks away if you know if they if if you're if you run up on a cop and he's on a scene doing something you're interfering with his scene and if he tells you to back up then you better back up because if you don't you're going to be arrested stupid idiot now this makes it more difficult to bring the story in. This makes it more difficult to capture audio and visual. So we're having to get smarter and smarter and use smaller cameras, spy cameras, even. You know, we're having to use spy cameras and pretend to be the ice cream man, like we talked about the other day, Glenn. Ding, 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 ding. And then they get you for wiretapping. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I tell you. I, I would tend to agree with you on that, but I know the police around here, 
and they will just tell you to go three blocks away because they don't want you catching them violating the law on camera. Yeah. And yeah. if you obey what they do, you won't get any news. And, you know, in that point, you may as well just stop what you're doing and go home and just tell everybody because nobody will believe you don't have any video of it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, you know, and then, and then when they take your evidence and erase it and give it back to you and use stuff against people that's on that evidence, even though it's public knowledge, you know, it, so where do you draw the line? Because they violated the law. They break the law. I have evidence. I got proof. I've got all the evidence. I can prove it. You know, I can't get it anywhere because nobody wants to hear it. Who do you, who do you tell, tell on, on the cops? You know, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And, you know, you know, Exactly. I mean, that's I've I've had my own troubles, not with the police, but with the court systems. And you know, they violate the law. It's not proving it's the problem. It's finding someone to prove it to. Yeah. Yeah. So so I just put it out there in public and show the public, hey, this is what happened. You know, do I have evidence? tons of it you know yeah i got a murdered friend for it yes you know i have been affected i know what a lone gunman is even though you don't know what a lone gunman is yes i fucking do i'm a victim of a lone gunman attack yeah i do know what it is you know and it's not pleasant especially when the police just go up oh, he killed himself don't worry about it like, well, what about all the uh, stuff beforehand, before he killed himself that you didn't do? Oh, you can't prove it because we have all the evidence. And if we did the police paperwork that we're supposed to do, well, we reduce crime by not reporting it. Yes, we know. We had that, uh, <clears throat> we had that mental patient shoot him. Uh, we had that mental patient get shot in the heart here off the porch. And uh, he was on the phone with his counselor when he got shot in the heart by the cop here at close range. And um, he did have a gun. He had a shotgun, but he wasn't flinging it around or anything. He had it down by his side. And he was talking on the phone with his other hand with a psychiatrist. And the cop shot him in the heart. And so mm -hmm. we've faced off with the chief of police and asked him, why did you do that? And he said, that's police policy. Mm -hmm. We shoot to kill. He had a gun. Shoot first, ask questions if able. Yes. And they had a marksman trained on him from across the street. They had a cop in the yard. They had a cops in the backyard. They, they had him surrounded. He had no chance. He should have just dropped the shotgun. They might have shot him anyway. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, oh, he had the gun. He, he touched it when we were, we witnessed him touching it. Therefore, we were, were in danger. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. if the gun was at his feet, they might have shot him anyway. But the officer told me, the, the chief of police told me that uh, we just shoot to kill, even if it's car keys. It could be a wallet. It could be car keys. It could be anything. And we shoot to mm -hmm. kill. 
you know, in the heart. We shoot in the heart. So you can't even hold your car keys in your car. You got to be careful holding your damn car keys or your wallet or you can't hold anything. They they go, oh, we 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 saw something shiny in his hand and thought it was a weapon. We shot him dead and find out he had nothing. He had a candy bar in his hand. You got to be so damn careful nowadays. I mean, you got to be so damn careful. It's it's almost like they're training these cops to kill people. They are. They are. They're training them to shoot people on sight. Yes, they are. I mean, look, the one that just made the news, the Somalian that shot the uh, lady, the Australian lady. Yeah, I heard about she that. ran up. Yeah. He go, oh, bang, 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 bang. You know, she scared me. Uh, what kind of cop the, the is fu- that? The funny thing is, is that being a Marine... We weren't, in the Marine Corps, we weren't allowed to have that kind of mentality, uh, uh, standard operating procedure in the military. Why do they have it out in civilian population? It makes no sense. Yes, it does make sense. Strong cities initiative push. Yes, the UN coming in. Yes, NATO. Yeah, it does make sense. Agenda 21. They're well, training them I, for... Sorry, Glenn, I don't, I don't call that sense. It, it is what it is, but I don't call it sense. I didn't say it was common sense. I didn't say it was good sense, but in the sense that, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you read Agenda 21 and what they're planning on doing and with Rex 84 and the rest of it, and Cloward and Piven, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. You start putting it together. It doesn't make sense in the fact that... Common, it's common more, sense. Doesn't make yeah, common it doesn't sense. make common sense, but it, as conquest and taking over the culture and stuff, it makes they, perfect sense. And, oh, I know, yeah. and, I know that, and I know that they teach these cops today, you never let anybody get the upper hand on you, and that means any movement whatsoever. Any movement whatsoever. You never let anyone get the upper hand on you. I don't give a damn what's going on. You never let anyone get the upper hand. And so that also puts them on guard to shoot to kill. Yeah, and you know? it also leads to the problem I have as press, too, because I've got a lot of stuff on them. And so, yeah, I, I, I understand the situation I'm in. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it lawful. Uh, but I understand where I'm at. Uh, I, see, I see the problem is, is that there are no ethics anymore. Doesn't seem to be. I agree with be. you on that. I'll agree with that. Doesn't seem to be. There's nothing out of line that people that people can do to people. Any every, everything is everything is a is an option. Anything it's, goes. Uh, Any anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah. And it sucks. <coughs> well, I try to stay away from the police. I try to stay under the radar. Um, 
I was telling Glenn, I'll let all you young bucks go out there and do whatever you got to do with the police and get all your footage you want to and bring it home to daddy. And I'll help you put it on air. But I'm not going to put myself in danger at my age and disabled as I am. I'm not going to put myself in danger just to get a story when I can let Glenn go get it for me or somebody else who's willing to go to the front line and do that. Because you've got to be willing to go to the front line. You've got to make a decision to go to the front line. When you leave the house, you're making a very dangerous decision to go to the front line if you're getting ready to take footage. Isn't that right, Glenn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day I go out, it's like, you know, why am I doing this? And, well, somebody's got to do it. And I always get the film, and I always deliver, so. Well, you didn't deliver that day your lady and you were at the park, and all I got to see was her and you standing in the middle of a big no crowd of people. But I don't know what happened that day. Y'all must have got hot and went home or something. Yeah, there was, well, sometimes it, the stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I show up and the stuff doesn't. Uh, I can't make stuff happen when you can it's if not you're there. You can if you're CNN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I, I could go film a tree. <laughs> yeah. But you could yeah, set no, up. I, you could set up your own scene at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, then I, I could be Little Fart, too, then, at that point. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. I, could, I, I could be the, the the Supreme Commander, Grand Poobah, the militia of, of Virginia and Maryland. You could put yeah. the you could put the rebel flag behind you and make all kinds of wacky speeches. <laughs> Shoot, Glenn, the way it sounds, you could just take some of your old footage, you know, do a little do a little creative uh, editing, editing, yeah. and yeah, make my own thing. Yes, I could if I if I didn't have morals and scruples. Yeah, I could. See, there's the ethics thing again. Damn yeah, those ethics. Yeah, people go, oh, you do that anyway. It's like, whatever. So uh, We could be reporting on all of these mainstream media stories tonight that are going on with the health care bill, but I'm going to wait until we get some more bite out of this thing to see what's going to happen with Sessions and uh, Dick, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, I can't remember his name. Colonel, what's his name? Um but uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this health care bill. Have y'all heard any more lately since they've been arguing? Other about than it? McCain came back for the vote. No, I haven't really heard too much. I, what uh, I've read, I, I, you know, this is unconfirmed, but what I've read is that, A, Cain voted for it to have, to have it uh, repealed, and... They got the votes. Okay. Yeah, so. I'll well, what's it? What's it I, wonder, I wonder what it's going to look like. I mean, we've got families up here that are complaining. They're paying the same for three people as they would be for six people. And we've got other people paying 500 a month in premiums up here. One person paying 500 a month in premiums up here. 
I wonder when they're going to straighten this whole thing out where people can really have affordable health care. They won't because that's the whole the whole plan. As long as it's for profit and insurance companies are involved, it's not going to get better. I can tell you that. I mean, to have good health coverage up here, you've got to be absolutely broke. You've got to be a pauper. You've got to have zero funds in the bank, and you've got to be making under $1,500 a month, be on Medicaid, and they give you the best insurance known to mankind. And not here. <laughs> you make one dime, and if you don't make any money, they ask you how you're living. Well, of course they do. Of course it's they like, do. Uh, you know, um, and then you have to have receipts, and you have, it's like, what? Well, of course you do. Course and then they do. lose your paperwork, your original paperwork for you. Between the Xerox machine and back to you, they lose it. Jim, so, uh, um, Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in uh, engineering and uh, the Marine Corps and computers and... <laughs> Okay, well, I I grew up on a small horse farm, uh, breaking horses, training horses, um, farmed for the neighbors, started doing electrical wiring when I was 14, um, working on cars for my dad. Went to the Marine Corps at 17 after I graduated high school. Basically, uh, got in, got in, started on computers there in communications and electronics, and uh, kind of rode, rode the computer world in when I finally got uh, a degree when I was 30 and basically kept teaching myself. Uh, I've, I've worked, uh, Al, as I told you, Kyler, as a broadcast engineer, uh, done work is mechanical, electrical, computer science, uh, hydraulics, pneumatics, uh, stress analysis, fatigue analysis, uh, plastics, rubber, um, automation, robotics, machine controls, um, and pretty much every place I travel a lot doing service and training. And so most of the places that I visited would have problems that they were having trouble figuring out. So I would assist on wherever someone needed me. <laughs> wow. Uh, before before uh things went downhill I was uh I had my own my own farm and I was renting three others raising natural beef and pork and training horses. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Also uh I designed a an aquaponics system that could basically be ran completely off the grid 
uh, I did that about 15 years ago. Never got never got to finish it, but uh, someday I'm hoping to. I love hydroponics. I love the whole science of hydroponics and the whole science of that kind of agriculture, hydroponic agriculture, working with fish and plants and different modes of filtering, filtration systems and stuff. That's really well, something I'd like to learn. Aquaponics is not hydroponics. Oh, aquaponics. Hydroponics, you know, yeah, any any filtering is done with physical filters. Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh, aquaponics, you're using fish uh, or crustaceans and you're using the plants and trees that you're growing yeah. to clean the water. Right. The big difference. You can't, in, in aquaponics, you can't use any chemicals that are sometimes used in, a, in hydroponics. Right. Right. Because uh, you know <clears throat> chemicals like in the water are gonna kill the seafood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or kill yeah, like the plant. That. I'm sorry, Glenn, what did you say? Yeah, like you use some fertilizers and stuff in it in the uh hydroponics. Right. If it, gets, if it gets in with the fish, it'll kill the fish and yeah, so yeah, there's there's two distinct like you said, aquaponics and hydroponics. <clears throat> one's so mechanical I, and one's natural. Though I did, I did uh, come up with an amendment for the plants that I could use in aquaponics that wouldn't harm the fish. Cool. And with my system, I was going to have two different species in the same tank. Well, all I know is they're working on that technology every day, and they're growing and growing and growing in that technology and that science every day, and they're learning to feed thousands and thousands of people with that science. Now, if we could just duplicate what they're doing all over the United States, here we go again, with the question why we're not doing this all over the United States with the success they're having in South Africa and Uganda and uh, some of these other places where they're, where they're doing this, they're having great success, unbelievable success. I forgot how much food they were growing on one acre. It was unfucking believable how much food they were growing and how much they were harvesting in one acre. And they're doing it in New York. They're doing it in New York City. I think this oh, yeah. science this science should be all over the United States and we should go into these impoverished areas and we should teach the kids how to do this and teach the parents how to do this or on food stamps. We should be able to supplement their incomes and feed the whole neighborhood with it and feed communities with it. But nobody listens to me. What are well, you, Kyler? anti-government, Kyler? Yeah, are you I'm anti-government? <laughs> oh, hell what yeah. Hell? yeah. Are sure. you anti-welfare? Yeah, sure. I just want to see people learn to empower themselves and 
I want to see people to be you able know to what harvest. Kind of anarchy that would lead to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what kind of anarchy that would lead to? What? What? When I started developing the system that I I developed, which was, I mean, we're talking 15 years ago now. I found that there there are places outside of this country that have been doing this stuff for 40, 50 years now. Yeah, yeah. They incorporate it right into their homes, and yeah, in, yeah. in the summer, it helps keep the home cool. It humidifies, it humidifies the home in the winter. It's, I mean, and that, they grow their own food that way. Well, we've got so much, we've got so much technology out there that's so wonderful, so amazing, and so wonderful, so powerful that's not being utilized in our communities, in our poor neighborhoods. And I'll ask you the question again: Why? Well, what I I made a switch back when I was I was working from a an industry you know outside industry into the automotive industry yeah when i got there the technology that was being used was the equivalent of the 1960s really nothing nothing technology wise was shared as far right. as um a manufacturing environment to an engineering environment to it it's amazing it's like well it's kind of like the radio world you know what everybody in in the radio business says when you know once you're in radio it's a small community and you always stay in radio yeah and that's the way it is in 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 many many industries i didn't believe it at the time when i was told that because i never stayed in one particular industry i get bored i have i had to i had to go learn new things yeah that's just me and so when i moved into the automotive industry at the facility where i was i introduced them to all of the technology that was out there. And I mean they were, and they were amazed. I saved them so much money by updating everything that they were doing. And for the first time it was they were actually grateful to do it and to me for doing it. Whereas I've been in other companies that I'd walk in and I'd see something that they could improve upon. I tell them, and basically I would be blackballed because I wanted to help them improve. Yeah. And that mentality's out. That's that's a big a big thing. You know, there's bosses, there's managers out there that do not want any of the people under them to come up with any kind of an idea because they could get passed over. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It, and I'm sure you've seen it in your 60 years. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you it. Know, in the, 
I've seen it in the county boards that we're on now, the cliques and things that are on these boards. People don't want you to come up with a good idea. They're afraid the, you'll come up with an idea smarter than the president or the chair. Exactly. So they want you to just keep your mouth shut. They want everybody to play a politically correct game, and they don't want anybody to outshine anybody. And, of course, I don't play that game, so I stand well, out like a sore thumb. Like when you and Glenn were talking about being leaders? Yeah. I prefer I, – I, I've been a leader reluctantly. <laughs> Simply because I I prefer to lead from behind and allow the people around me to also become leaders, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's I I really don't care about the fanfare or the or the acknowledgement. I'm happy with a thank you. So you know that's. That's probably why I I have had the problems that I've had throughout my life <laughs> because I'm you know I don't consider life to be a a, a competitive contact sport I just assume see everyone succeed and then everybody's happy you know what I mean Well you're one of a kind uh, life is a competitive contact sport. So, you know, that's the way the world works. The real world works, especially in these multinational corporations. But well, it's been uh, that way. Uh, Microsoft works a little differently. Uh, Elon Musk works a little differently. Uh, you know, Microsoft started out with everybody as a team player from the bottom up. You know, the janitor is just as important as the as the CEO uh, over, at, over at Microsoft, uh, everybody was just as important. Everybody was on an equal playing field. And, you know, they're the ones that started letting people come to work in their gym shorts and, you know, white socks and tennis shoes and T-shirt, you know, torn T-shirt. Um, they're the one that got away from the dress code, started bringing the geniuses in. I think Microsoft was the one that started that mentality around the world, actually. It was it was a leader, yeah. And uh, that's a good thing. They've made really good on their products doing that. They've made good on their technology and their science in doing that. Not so worried about dress code and political correctness and all of that kind of shit. And uh, standard hierarchical uh, type of uh, structures. Just get rid of the hierarchical structure, like Glenn said earlier about the church. If we would get rid of that hierarchical structure, maybe we could get some business done, you know, religion done. Maybe people would change and really start giving to their communities and supporting their communities and coming out for their communities. And maybe unity and fellowship would become a reality around the around the U.S. And, you know, there's a church on every corner in the U.S., I forgot how many churches there are. I could Google it. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of churches. And um, you would think things would be running a little smoother with God at the helm, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think. <clears throat> well, what is what has amazed me is is that uh, they haven't 
followed the same game plan as the rest of the corporations in the in the world with uh you know acquire all of your competition well the big multi-billion dollar evangelical churches have sucked up all their little churches and yeah they there are mega churches i know i know sucked in I know five or six or seven evangelists that I could name that are worth over a billion dollars. Easy. Maybe twenty oh, billion. I know about that a bit. Twenty twenty billion, thirty billion. Uh it's amazing how much money you can make in religion. It's amazing. Um it's unbelievable how much money you can make in religion. Yeah, that's a good racket. Yeah. Look at look at Joel Olstein and look at uh, uh, T D yeah, Jakes. Look at T D Jakes. <laughs> T D Jakes Hinn. <laughs> Benny Hinn. Those guys are multi billionaires. Multi billionaires. And I wouldn't want to go to a church with six thousand members where you have to find a seat in a golf cart. That's a little one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. They boast, they boast uh, six and seven thousand members on a Sunday. I mean, how the hell do you park? How do you how, how the hell do you find your car? It's like going to a, a rock concert. <laughs> you know, you don't. <laughs> you park at home and walk. <laughs> and who would go? Who would be stupid enough to go to a place like that and listen to somebody talk for an hour? Obviously, those six thousand people that are there, <laughs> and and they all have to tithe and give their money to what the production. Yes, I don't understand it myself. I don't either, but I'd like to rake in some of that cash. Well, you and I could just start our own church. It doesn't take. But yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Church of Kyler Davenport. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't cost but about four hundred and fifty dollars to start your own church. Well, Tyler, if you're if you're wanting to get followers and people involved, that that may you know if you can if you can ignore the whole ethics thing, that may be the right <laughs> Yeah, they're in nice to rub, mate. <laughs> The Church of Kyler Davenport. <laughs> I, I could be Brother Sutphin. Yeah. Brother Sutphin is coming on now to read the scripture. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anything can happen, guys. Anything can happen. I was thinking about... Yeah, converting. if I had 450 bucks, I wouldn't be starting a religion. I'd be getting a desktop that would do video production and shit. Yeah, I know, so, I know, I know, I know. Don't be fucking too bad. Up we're, too bad we're not closer. I could, I could build you one, pretty, pretty cheap. <laughs> Where are you at in the world, mate? Indiana. Yeah. Fort Wayne. Uh, so you, you're between Tyler and I. Okay. Oh, you're. Are you East Coast? Yeah. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm that's Richmond. right. You were saying Richmond, and right. Okay, you're near DC then. All right. Yeah, I'm up by the front line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no, no shit, huh? 
Mm. Wow. I am so full. I ate so much at that board meeting today. Free food, man. I went back nine times. I think I went back nine times. I think they they were looking at me. I, I noticed the president looking over at me like, God, are you are you a pig or what? I was cramming down that food, man. I kept I'm going eating back to for the, two. You should have looked at him. I'm eating for two. Her looking at looked at her. Okay, her. her. I'm eating for two. You got a problem with it? I went back like nine times, man. I was chunking that food down. Gobble, 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 gobble. And um, I still got to speak, you know, and still got to do my vice chair shit, you know, my vice presidential uh, duties, you know, and uh, all of that shit. But we had some pretty good food up there, man. They had a tomato bisque soup. They had potato bisque soup, last gourmet potato bisque soup last time, last month. Oh, man, it was good. And then when I got home, I was so damn thirsty, man. I drank about four bottles of cold water straight down. And then I had to take my belt off and throw it on the couch. I was so fat. (laughs) God, I have just eaten myself to death today. But like I said, the board meeting was uh, typical, and we didn't get anything accomplished really today. Um, you know, it's the same old shit every month. You go go through the minutes, go through the agenda, blah 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 blah. Is there any consumer stories? Is there any nonprofits here that want to speak? Blah 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 blah. Do we have any new minutes? Do we have any old minutes? Da da da. Let's vote on the minutes. Vote on the agenda. And then I went off on everybody. Um, I went off on anybody. I went off on everybody today about chemtrails and HARP and DARPA and the New World Order and the Council on Foreign Relations. I went just. I went off on fucking everybody. I don't know what they thought about me. <laughs> they were all they were doing is they had their mouth hung open. They were all looking at me with their mouth hung open, wide open. We have a room for you, Kyler. <laughs> I broke I broke every rule in the politically correct book today. But you Next did week you, get... you have two questions? Well Well two responses. I just went off on this uh board member that was uh saying that I'm just so tired of coming up here. Every time I come up here, all I hear about is the negative. All I hear about is negative, 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 negative. I never hear any positive solutions to anything. And um, that's when I went off on her uh, because I wanted her to know that, hey, there's more things in the world going on than what we talk about in this stupid board meeting. There's real life going on out there somewhere beyond this politically correct bunch of bullshit here. You know, there's real fucking life going on out there. And I'm, I went over a whole list that I had taken with me, just went off on, on her about democracy and totalitarianism and fascism. And I was talking about the 1933 reorganization of the United States of America and the bankruptcy of the United States of America. And I was talking about MK Ultra. Man, I just went the whole limit with her. And they were just like, oh, they were aghast. They were just aghast. They didn't know where the fuck I came from, what planet I was from, man. Nobody did you does get that. Video? No, hell no. I wish I did. I'd put it on air. 
I would have liked to heard this. Well, it was good. Mary Mary was there. She's the secretary of the board. She can tell you it was good. Everybody shut up. You could. It was like you could hear a fucking pin drop. It was like a church. A church. <laughs> Man, I shut everybody down completely. They weren't expecting that, you know. But um, I'll do it again at the next fucking board meeting. Hell, I'm the editor in chief of the damn newspaper up there. I can pretty well get by with what I want to. And I'm the vice chair of the committee and the board. So, and they're probably <laughs> listening tonight. So, hello, fuck you, hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hello, so, you know. fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can hope that it evokes something out of them. Yeah. It did. Some kind of emotion, some kind of act. They, they might come after you with pitchforks and torches, mate. No, you know what? A lot of them actually agree with me 100%. A lot of them actually okay. agree with me. They're just afraid to come out with it openly yeah. in public. Right, right. I'm not afraid to put myself at risk like that. I'm not afraid to to break that silence, that code, that code that they have. Glenn knows all about that code. He's been to several board meetings. He knows yeah. all about that code they have. You don't break that code. You get I, looked at with like 10 miles of bad weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. these... Well, these... At, this, at this point in your life and in my life, I'm 50, I just turned 54 if we can't do it now, when when's a good time? Yeah, and I was huffing and a puffing. I was huffing and puffing. I was I was nervous. I was mad. I was upset. Uh, I've got all this pent up frustration. Of you know, Glenn can tell you how much pent up frustration I have from going to these board meetings and not getting anything done. We don't get anything accomplished. It's all a bunch of political bullshit. And uh, I'm just getting sick of it. I'm getting I'm getting sick of it. I want to see us accomplish something. I want to see us really get some measurable fucking results on something. Write a goddamn letter to somebody. <laughs> Fax somebody. Email somebody. Do something. Yeah. Uh. I've 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 been in your shoes and that's pretty much the reason why I'm no longer a part of any of those kind of systems. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. I I enjoy working with people. It's just you got to get a, get someone to actually make a decision. Who gives a crap who's blame who who to blame for it? Make a decision and act on it. Yeah. I I understand your frustration, man. And I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to quit because if I quit, who else is going to speak up? Nobody, nobody, nobody is going to speak up. I am the only one that speaks up. And I'm like an old dirty, worn out shoe to them. <laughs> stinky, yeah. stinky old shoe, stinky feet. Old stinky okay. feet is coming in. 
We 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 interrupt this meeting for a minute. Tyler, say your piece. That's <laughs> what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. All right, going, Kyler. Okay, shut up. Now, can we get back to the thing that's, we're doing? That's what they do. That's what they do. No, Kyler, you had your three minutes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Kyler. Huh. When I when I was young, I had I had a general manager that every day that I worked, we would have a meeting, and our meeting would take place in the walk-in freezer. Oh wow! So that I could vent my frustrations and my my take on what was going on, <laughs> and he yeah. thought that it, it it cooled me down quicker. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, literally that cool. Sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, I think uh, when I met you, I think I asked you to become a part of the Top Gun Twenty Five, and that's how we met. Yeah. And you joined yeah. the Top Gun Twenty Five, and kind of got an idea of what I'm trying to promote over there. Glenn and I are trying to promote over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I we had been been friends on on Facebook for I'm not sure how long. How, do you do you recall how long we've been friends? It's been several a months. A while, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I I appreciate the invite, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Well, it's a slow go, like everything else. It's a slow go, much slower than I would like for it to be. I wish we could speed things up, and I wish we could be more, run more efficiently and effectively. But I guess I'm just going to have to wait it out and continue to do my videos to talk to people about what my ideas are. And um, I'm hard to like. I'm hard to like. I've got a lot of really weird ideas and a lot of way out ideas and out of the box stuff going on and I'm far from status quo and people just don't get me. A lot of times most people just don't get me, don't understand me, don't want to even take the time to understand me and then I've got some faithful friends and faithful followers and faithful fans that have been with me for years that understand me and so that's what keeps me going. I'm looking at their names right now on Facebook. I'm looking at their names right now and they keep me they keep me going. I can just look at their names and want to come back to the screen again. Um they PM me well, and we talk and you know. Well, very very few people can remove the emotion from any given conversation, uh anything, you know, words that they read words that they hear they can't remove the emotion and just simply listen to the message that's, that's true that's, that's true problem. that's true that's very true that's very true um if if we could learn to just listen to the message that someone's trying to convey without getting all pissed pissed off about the way they're trying to convey it we would be a lot better off if we could dig for those little gems that are hidden in there. And um, not not always, not always, but most of the time, I think it would come out better if we could learn to tolerate each other a little more. And, exactly. uh, you know, 
I think it would work out a whole lot better. Um, I have a poem I wanted to read before we went off air. I was looking for it here. Um, let me see if I can find it. Disgrace, G-R-A-C-E, Kyler Davenport. I don't even know if I spell this right. Oh, I did spell this right. What do you know? Damn, I can spell. I can spell. I can spell. Um, I want to read this poem I wrote here. Let me turn this fan off where I can hear myself fart. Can y'all hear the fan in the background? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not at all. Okay, now I turned off. that one off. I turned that one off. <clears throat> okay, let me read this to y'all before we go off air here tonight. Broken, stripped, ravaged, enraged, we stand at the end of the line waiting for the crumbs of corporate greed to fall down upon us, sold out to the man, the machine, the ruling class faceless monster with arms that reach around the globe, devouring, subjugating, raping the land and all that stands upon it, Masters of control, demons of deceit, wolves in sheep's clothing. They come to destroy the independent man. With no soul and no body to imprison, they come like dense fog on a cold, rainy night. They come without regard for life or limb. They come to own the very air that we breathe. Our common lands bought and paid for in blood, sweat, tears, pain, and death. They have intercourse with devils to own and control the very strand of life of every species of the planet. They have the power to buy and sell the rain, to own the water that lays upon the ground beneath our feet. These slithering worms in dark, dingy, deep mud, we are the wage earner. Blind, ignorant, and hungry for more, we bow down and worship this machine like crazed animals at some cage of ecstasy and orgy. We feed at the trough of disgust. Our bodies run cold with these mindless manifestations. Synthetic sluts we have become. Pill-crazed consuming maggots left to die and rot with the aftermath of this massive gangbang. Duped into believing we are free, content with our small stipends. Terrified at the thought of revolt, we walk blindly into the light of darkness. We squirm and quiver in our comfort zones. We have submitted ourselves to these false gods, these ruling class pimps. We are whores ready and waiting to be completely consumed and controlled. Who will come after us? What will they say of these unspeakable perversions? The prophet speaks. The black horse has arrived. The artist cries out. The poet poet mourns. The ground is getting closer. We are in free fall. Prepare to die. I hope on your feet fighting and not on your damn knees in submission. That was very good. That was that was very good. You like that? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I I wrote that. I was in total disgust of this 
multinational corporate overlords one day. I was just in total disgust with them, and I wrote that. I just posted it on my page. Um, I want to thank you. Thank you, Jim Cobb, for coming on with Glenn and I tonight. Uh, Glenn Sutphin, as always, thank you, my brother, for coming on, uh, being my co-host. and uh, Thanks for having me, mate partner in crime with Alternative Public Radio International. I appreciate all of you, ladies and gentlemen, out there. It is 7.43 p.m., July the 25th, 2017, and this is Tuesday night. We will back be back with you on Thursday night, um, bright and shiny, 6 p.m. Pacific time, as usual, on TalkShoe.com. We will be getting the station back. I'm going to keep saying that until we actually do. We will be getting the station back up and running. Um, we may just buy a new station uh, and say to hell with this old one. We're not able to work the bugs out of this thing. Um, yeah, that might be the best idea is to say hell with it and get a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah we because let, 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 me, uh, let me see what I can come up with, okay? Okay. Don't, don't don't write it off until we do a little bit of investigation and troubleshooting on this thing. Yeah, yeah, we can screen share. We can screen share with you, and um, and uh, you can take a look at the fields and see. There's just each field is there. You know, the equalizer field is there, the audio field is there, the Skype field is there, the track for music is there. Field, the field is there, and the all the fields separate, you know, they come together and separate, just like on a computer. And each field has its own its own gizmos and its own little numbers to plug in and its own little buttons and whistles and stuff, you know. And so uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll talk to you more about that in PM. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. And remember, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire and enthusiastically act upon will come to pass. Y'all take care. Bye. Take care, mate. Yep. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.